Hey, what's up? It's Jamie Rebnell here from Cinema from the Spectrum back with another episode. I hope we're all doing really well because I haven't been able to record so frequently because, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy trying to find uh, a bunch of movies that really keep me going out, uh, out and about during the pandemic. But here's the thing. I thought it would be a fitting opportunity to go ahead and look back at three movies that I saw in theaters ever since they opened up, well at least my local Cineplex, ever since my local Cineplex opened up, and what the experience was like returning to the theaters after having been starved of the experience for so long. Because here's the thing, I haven't been to a Cineplex since November, and the last movie I saw there was Ammonite, which... I know a lot of people didn't really like it much, but I thought it was a good. I thought it was pretty good. But these three movies that I saw, I'll uh, tell you them right now. They were all among my most. They were all among the films that I wanted to see. I really wanted to see in theaters most, and those three films were Old, The Green Knight, and The Suicide Squad. And I'm gonna go cover them from worst to best. And you know what? I uh, I want to also just talk about whether or not I feel like it's been worth it going back to the movie theaters ever since I got fully vaccinated as of last week, which is when I decided to I decided to record another episode, but I wanted to make something I wanted to make the whole thing a little bit more fitting when I uh I wanted to make the whole episode to, uh, seem a little bit more fit hitting to what it was what the experience would be like if uh, you were if you're fully vaccinated like I am. And you know what? think now is the perfect opportunity so you know what let's get right to it the first of these three movies that i did see in theaters it was none other than m night Shyamalan's old so what exactly is old about you might ask well for one it's a movie about a family vacation where that stars gael garcia bernal vicky creeps as a couple who go on vacation to this beach to this really lovely beach resort and then they're led to another beach where they uh, spend the, spend some time over at one beach but here's the thing they discover that the more time they spend on the beach they realize it's actually aging them pretty rapidly and i think you know where to, i think you already have an idea where that's going it's a really interesting concept based on this graphic novel called sandcastle it's a french it's a french graphic novel and uh, i've read a little bit of it it's uh, not a good it's not good, but I, I uh, had a, I had a feeling that uh, that somebody like M Night Shyamalan, if anything, he would be able to make something interesting out of it. And you know what? I think he kind of does that. He kind of does that. He delivers. How would I say he delivers though? He delivers because I think here's the thing. I think Shyamalan's a great director when it comes to creating the atmosphere for a uh, for a thriller with such a with such a unique concept like this. And it's might it might not be the best, but you know what? Here's the what I have. Well, here's what I've always thought. No matter how many, uh, no matter how some of us would say we're tired of M Night Shyamalan after some of his past few films, and here, but I still think that he, I still think he's one of those few directors you can always associate with bringing interesting ideas to the table, even if they don't always work. And uh, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna go out myself for a little bit. I would uh, say he's been he's been at it for ever since he made films like The Sixth Sense. I would go say he's been gr 
he's been really consistent up until Lady in the Water, which I know a lot of people don't really like, but I personally do. You know what? You know what? I guess uh, different strokes for different folks, but whatever. You know, it's a great film. I think it is a great film for what it's worth, and, and I know a lot of people don't, but that's fine. That's fine. You're, uh, you're uh, free to disagree with me all you want. And I'm can I'll just say this because you're listening to somebody who's a bit of a Shyamalan apologist. That would be me. I like it. I like the majority of his films, even some of his bad ones. I think he's still he's still got interesting stuff going on. I think he's still got interesting stuff going for them. But I can't always defend. That's it. I can't always defend them. And unfortunately, old isn't old. Doesn't exactly find itself on the on the end where I can really call myself a fan, sadly. It's, um... Uh, it is a, um... It's an interesting concept, but... By a certain point when I was watching Old, I thought to myself... I thought to myself that maybe this was, uh... starting to get a little tiresome. And I mean... I mean, I mean to say that as in, it's... It is a great... It's a great idea to explore that concept of aging rapidly when you're feeling it in such a short period of time on film especially especially now when uh, we're still feeling ourselves lingering from the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic ever since it hit us last year we've been forced to stay at our homes and all sense of no all sense of what we uh, thought was normal pre-pandemic just went away in a flash Every day has felt like it's become just as monotonous as ever, and you know, oh, there's a little bit of resonance that I thought really hit me when I was watching Old, though I don't know if it's gonna work that way for everybody else. Ah, whatever. But what really didn't work for me was the fact that I felt from watching Old that Shyamalan doesn't really know exactly where he's going with this idea. Which is a shame because I think he's really when he when he knows what he's doing he's he's really great at it. You can see that. You, of course, you can see a lot of that in the in films like Unbreakable, Split, and Glass. I would go ahead and say that I would go ahead and say that uh, Glass actually delivered. It actually delivered quite well, quite well too. It's a great. It is a good movie, and I uh, know I know many people on. Many people I know aren't aren't that aren't that fond of it. Again, that's perfectly fine. Um, and I think that uh, whatever they saw in Glass, I'm not. Whatever those people saw in Glass is what I exactly I was feeling after seeing it, after seeing Old. But I want here's the thing. I don't want to focus on that. I just want to focus on what it was like seeing that in theaters because it wasn't exactly the. It wasn't exactly the most crowded experience in the theater, I, which probably was, uh, which probably was something that I felt might have been for the best because you know, do we want to see the, do we really want to see, uh, do we really want to see a movie in theaters right now this quickly, just because we got vaccinated? Here's what I wanted to say to that. Here's what I wanted to say to that. I think. It's actually it's actually quite interesting to see. I actually think that it might it's actually worth it, and I say that I say I don't say that lightly. I think it's actually worth. 
part that as long as we, you know, everybody is sticking by uh, social distancing guidelines, we can even get our concessions at the at the front and all that. Just as long as we're we're all masked, we're all as long as we're all as long as we're all masked. Of course, we are all we're all abiding. We're all abiding, and uh, it's a great it's great to at least. It's great to at least be there, in that space, in that space, just to see a movie again. It might not always. It's not the same thing that we knew it to be, but there was a still some kind of not. There's still something in the novelty of that, at which I think, I think we've we've been starved of it for quite a while. We've been starved of it for quite a while. That's putting it. That's only putting it lightly. I think. It's been enough. I would say it's worth it, but here's the thing, if you're gonna go rush to see a movie in theaters again and you're still paranoid how people are gonna re- how people are gonna be uh, e e crowding it out, well I'm gonna get to that in- I'm gonna get to that in a little bit because I did see a packed showing, if you could really call it that, with the Suicide Squad later on, on- a few make that like two weeks after I didn't see old in theaters, and I want to talk about this because this is the uh, first time I had the experience of seeing something of a crowded, ex a crowded theater after we're still feeling the effects of the pandemic. And how do I put the? How, do I, how exactly do I describe it? It wasn't. Ex it wasn't even a really crowded theater because obviously we couldn't. Obviously, uh. A lot of seats had to be empty because of the fact that, uh, you know, social distancing guidelines are in place. And here, here's the thing: when I bought my when I bought my ticket for that, it was uh, when I bought my ticket for the Suicide Squad. I thought to, I was wondering why is the why is the theater why is the entire back row why is the entire back row just completely. He occupied? Well, you know what? Somebody reserved their seats in this one area, so it's fitting they had to block off some seats to keep us safe from the virus. Which is great. Which is great and all. It is great. It doesn't feel like the same- it doesn't feel like we're- we're gonna have the same experience in a theater again for a long while. And you know what? That's okay. You, you know what? I just want to say hey, that it is great. It's great to at least, uh, it's great to at least be back, especially because I got, I haven't, I can't even remember the last time I saw it, uh, something in IMAX. I know it before, uh, before all this happened. I think the last movie I saw in IMAX was Parasite, and it was barely a crowded. It wasn't really that crowded either, but it was, uh, it was a fun experience at least. It was a fun experience at least coming back to see something like the Suicide Squad, uh, on the on an IMAX screen where, you know, everything's really just flashing right at you. And what I loved most about being able to come back, what I loved most about being able to come back was just seeing how excited people were or just to return. And believe me, I was too. Because how can you not, how can you not if you haven't been starved of this experience like I was? But as for the Suicide Squad, do I have much, all that much to say about the movie itself? You know what? It's a good movie. It is a pretty good movie. Because... We're probably still, we're probably also just uh, thinking how could uh, how could this be much better when we already associate the uh, 
title Suicide Squad with one of the worst movies in the DCEU and was just one of the worst superhero movies ever to come out within the past few years period and that would be Suicide Squad on by David Ayer which of course you know what I have to say about that movie it sucks it sucks I don't know how else to, I don't know how else to put it lightly it's uh it's a very bad movie and James Gunn's movie is a bit of a it's a leap in quality but maybe not that big of a leap really yeah I am gonna go say that I don't think it's really that much of a leap I don't really think it's that much of a leap when they're kind of just the same they do feel kind of the same but they're obviously one is obviously made one is obviously better made than the other because <laughs> you know at least James Gunn can uh, at least James Gunn can direct a movie, which is more than I can say for a David Ayer. <laughs> or I, I have never seen a David Ayer movie. I've never seen a David Ayer directed movie that I liked. I'm sorry. I just, uh, I am putting it, I'm just putting that out there in case. And I know some people are probably going to be, some people I know are probably going to be upset about that. But you know what? Fine. Whatever. Here's what I wanted to say about, here's what I did want to say about seeing something like, something like that. I guess that would be fitting to see on that would be fitting to see on a big on a big screen especially when uh, especially when you know it's kind of it's kind of made for that experience and we know James Gunn has kind of been robbed of the of the that of making something like this again when he got temporarily fired from Marvel for or some really bad comments which were or maybe not bad comments bad tweets whoops forgive my wording there hurt when he made some really bad tweets that were out outed even though they were just they were just tweets it's not like he did anything it's not like he did anything else but you know i think james gun but the thing about james gun is that when i'm watching when i'm watching a comic book movie directed by him I'm feeling like these are movies directed by people and not movies directed by committees, which is my biggest problem with the Marvel Cinematic Universe in general. Because when you're watching a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, it's like there's no the stakes don't feel like they're there when you know everybody's going to be coming back to set up just because it's a one movie sets up the next movie and then the next movie sets up the next one and it keeps it's a cycle that keeps going on and on and on. James Gunn's he okay he's uh, he's not exempt from this. I'm not saying that he is, but when I'm watching a movie by him, when I'm watching a movie by him, I am at least feeling on every frame that he's making this out of a love for the comic book movie for the comic books and the characters that he's been reading all his life, which is great. And it's a great thing. It's great to see something like this out of somebody like him, because that's what these. That's what I feel like these franchises need a lot more of, rather than endless sequel after sequel, setting up after setting up after setting up after setting up, getting repetitive and all that. And what I love, and that's what I. Uh, that's what I think most of these uh, that's what I think most of these movies should just straight up embrace just the feeling that they can stand out on their own without needing to set that things up and that's why I kind of like that's why I like Black Panther quite a bit that's why I think that 
and I would even say uh, I really like Iron Man 3 a lot. That's my favorite MCU movie in general. I know that's a hot take, but eh, whatever. Er. Okay, but uh, here's what I also uh, kind of what I do dig about the Suicide Squad. It's just that it's when you're watching it, you know James Gunn is a trauma boy. He's been making films with Lloyd Kaufman and uh, and the guys there. Error. You kind of know exactly what's gonna be. You kind of know exactly what you're gonna be expecting out of that because of the fact that uh, because of the fact that J because of the fact that he's doing this but on a bigger budget and he finally gets to do a lot more of that. Am I saying it's a perfect movie? Uh, no, I wouldn't really say that. I don't think it is either. And the reason for that is because... The reason for that is solely because when you're watching... Uh, when you're watching a movie but When you're watching a movie like this, the fact that it's not... The fact that it's not really that mu all that much different from David Ayer's movie is what really, I think, holds it back from being great. I think it's, they're definitely kind of made the same way, they use needle drops in the same fashion. It doesn't always work, and neither do all the, neither do either the, jo the jokes. But the thing about the Suicide Squad that really doesn't work for me is the tone. It doesn't exact, it doesn't seem to have an idea uh, what it's doing with the, it doesn't even seem to have much of an idea what it's doing tonally, and personally that felt just really jarring to me. It just felt so jarring because it just one minute it's this kind of movie and then the next it's like a serious political drama then it's like well not not a drama but it's like trying to engage with the it's trying to engage with a lot of that and then it does something that's super irreverent the next moment it's like it doesn't seem to have a a clear way to mesh the two of them together and that's what really uh, that's what really kind of brings it down for me but I don't know. I guess I see it worked for a lot of people. Unfortunately, it just didn't for me, but I still had a lot of fun with it. I still had a lot of fun with it. It was nice to s at least feel that sort of excitement for uh, that I know a lot of people were feeling from, from seeing it again, and at least in theaters or just returning to theaters in general. But here's what I wanted. But here's what I wanted this to be all about. What's uh, what? Which for the three movies that I did see in theaters, we haven't even talked about the third one yet. Which one provided the best experience for me? Well, it, that would be none other than *The Green Knight* by David Lowry. If you've read the poem by Anonymous, you probably already know the uh, exactly how the story goes. And I wanted to talk about this one because this is a uh, this is a movie I w I thought was gonna be coming out last year, but of course had to be delayed because of the pandemic. So. What is it about the Green Knight that stands out to me? Well, I don't know. For one, you can uh, come back to the fact that I just really love. Uh, I just really enjoy. I just really enjoy films that uh, that are all about King Ar the Arthurian legend, and you know, it kind of hit a soft spot for it. Kind of hit a soft spot for me. Like even. Uh, Look, even Guy Ritchie's uh, King Arthur movie still kind of hits that, <laughs> kind of hits that soft spot for me. Like I don't, they're not great movies, but I kind of get a kick out. I kind of do get a kick out of them, honestly. <laughs> and with the Green Knight, I think that might be one of the best. Uh, 
It might be one of the best uh, takes on the legend that I've seen in quite a while. And I don't, I don't put that lightly because seeing this in theaters, of course, everybody was going to be divided about this when, it, when they saw it in theaters. It just hit, it just hit every checkbox for me, for a movie that I think I, for a movie that I knew I was going to like. I knew I was gonna, I just knew I was gonna like it a lot because of the, is because it just felt so contemplative. It's like, it felt, it is slow, but it's gorgeous. And it's always so thoughtful. It's like you can see David Lowery really taking a lot of influence from the films of Ingmar Bergman and the like. Like I would, the first thing I thought to myself was I wanted to watch, come ahead and watch the Seventh Seal again after this, because you know the Seventh Seal. That's one of my favorite movies in general. I, it's another movie that I just never escapes my. It just never escaped my head the first moment I saw it as a, at, when I was in high school. So, looking back at the looking back at all three, at how the audience felt that way when, when I saw it, it wasn't a crowded theater, obviously. Some of them were just straight up confused. Others were saying that was weird. I came out saying that was beautiful. It's like that the weird it's like that little mix in reactions that I kind of missed that I kind of missed seeing out of exiting the movie theater. And this movie delivered all of that for me. I know it's not going to be for everyone but if there's any if there's one movie I think everybody should be seeing in theaters while they have the chance, it's this one. But I'm not saying Here's the thing, I'm not saying if you don't feel comfortable doing it just because you're not fully vaccinated. If you're not fully vaccinated, just because you're not fu fully vaccinated, don't rush it. Don't rush it if you think it's going to be crowded. Don't rush it if you think it's going to be crowded. Because I can tell you, after seeing The Suicide Squad being a somewhat crowded theater to air, if even with social distancing guidelines in place, Kind of drove up my anxiety quite a lot. Didn't do me a favor. Didn't exactly do me a favor there. But knowing that, knowing the sort of audience that the Green Knight would drive in, it really, uh, the Green Knight was where I knew everything. Everything for me was just set in stone. And yeah, that's about it. So, anyways. So, anyways, I just want to say. If there's a, if there's like a little short takeaway for what it was like returning to the theaters for me, it's been great. It's been great because I got to see. It's been great because I feel like I've been missing a lot. I feel like I've been missing a whole lot because I haven't been able, I haven't been in the mood to write about movies for. A, I haven't been, I haven't felt this energy rushing to me for a while, and it feels great to just have it pumping back again. So you know what? You might be able to expect some more, more, more of this from me within the near future, and I'm very glad. To, I'm very glad to be able to provide it for you. That having been said, I'm gonna be signing off for now. Name is Jamie, Center from the Spectrum. I'm signing off. Take care.